We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. All right, trying to get settled here for a Friday afternoon. The uh, the gang is here. They all kind of arrived at the same time, and Fred is off today. Fred's taking some time off, which is never, ever I'm, a good thing for the Is that allowed? Host. I mean... Well, I try not to allow Fred Bottenheimer. It. Yeah, not not good, but that means that... Um, We're all blind. <laughs> I, had to, I had to let everyone in the door today, which is a little bit above my pay grade, if you know what I mean. I'm not used to doing that much work in a day, but Jane, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, you know, just doing some mom dancing, which I know you always appreciate. Oh. Oh, that's so yeah. lovely. we got to get I that know. on the video cameras. Also with us in the studio this afternoon is uh, Chris Goodson, entrepreneur, local real estate developer. He has now 15 locations of Fields Foods, <laughs> I think. Isn't that, is that right? Not that many. We're 20. on that way, We're up Mr. to 20. I, I'm still in shock of being greeted by the host at the front door. What a welcome. See, I know. Well, yeah. see, I, I, had to, I had to help I today. I had to help out a little bit. Former, I feel important. Forest State Senator uh, Jeff Smith is also here with us this afternoon. <laughs> Jeff, how are you? What's up? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, but I don't know what's going on with the cords and everything here. Jane, are you okay? She's helping me out. Okay. No, No. but my phone will lose its charge. Oh, well, Okay. No, no, you're good. You're good. Here, this is great organization. Professional radio. I mean, Fred, That's why I'm Fred not has sitting any right doubt that we need him. <laughs> <laughs> That's over. Uh, let me just start. Look, I, I had this weird dream last night. Right? I woke up this Uh-oh. morning and I dreamt that there was a Chinese spy balloon that was flying across the country heading our way and that we refused to shoot it down. How crazy is that? This is really happening. Who had that on their bingo card for February of 2023? And by ben the way, Baker, apparently. By the way, there it's it's literally coming to St. Louis. There are people in Columbia that are texting me right now. They are we doing a this, watch party? They see this thing in the sky. So I don't. I really... think we should make up some signs to show them. Like you know, get the hell out of here. You know, should we greet the balloon? 
I don't really know what to think of it because, honest to God, it's so bizarre, right? And I, it's real. It's been. And why drifting. isn't it going away? That's I, that's the well, part I don't understand. Is it yeah, needs I, to go away? On a serious note, I think because it's a balloon, no one takes it serious. I think it just kind of you know. Well, no, I mean, oh, a balloon. Right. This balloon's floating along. This is a serious deal. It's a this spy, would have been ten, twenty years ago. We would have had jets up there escorting this balloon down. Or whatever it needed to be done. I know it's not manned, and you. Well, I guess the concern the is you shoot it, shoot it, it lands somewhere, and and obviously kills somebody on the ground. But there's got to be a way to navigate this thing down. But we should be up there with some sort of presence. But it was a mistake. Uh, right. Yeah, they were doing. Any, they were doing that. research. Right. Research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't bizarre. know if we we know a lot of uh, answers right now. Anthony Blinken was going to go to uh, China. He's canceled that trip at this point. I, I'm seeing so much information. Like the military, a lot of people are saying, "Look, shoot the thing down." I get right. that. I think we should probably shoot the right. thing down. It is, I guess, three times the size of a school bus, right? So it's a rather large object, and I'm not kidding that it has been sighted at the very least in North. West Missouri. So there are people in central Missouri that are seeing it in the sky. Mm -hmm. At least they think it's in the sky. So it might be heading our way. Um, I I saw headlines that said, and I know that there was a news conference a couple of hours ago. um, You've had pilots that have seen it in the sky. The military was advising the administration to not shoot it down. Now, one of the issues with shooting it down is if you shoot it down, it's going to come down, right? Right. And if you don't blow it into smithereens, then maybe something, whatever it is. Let's take him to Lake of the Ozarks and (laughs) shoot it right over the lake. (laughs) But, I mean, Chris, to your point, this does seem, um, you know, you got Pence out there right now saying, look, if we were in the White House, this thing would be shot out of the sky. It is a little confusing as far as how this goes on for hours and hours, and we seemingly are just kind of waiting for it to come down. Foreign affairs is the first and foremost responsibility of our federal government. The states can handle the state government stuff. The federal government handles these type of things. There's got to be a way with all of our technology to lead this thing down or block whatever it's trying to do, jam the signal. I don't know. I'm, I'm not talking and stuff I know anything about. But not doing anything and letting it float just wherever it's floating, bad message. It, it, it shows weakness. I'm sure they're not getting any type of intelligence, but even that, the, the message that needs to be sent to the Chinese, we don't tolerate this, period, and we're talking about it tomorrow. That should be the message from any presidential office, period. Chris, Chris Goodson will be heading to Iowa and then New Hampshire. Right. Uh, sorry. Right. Him uh, and Dennis well, Rodman well, are going to— very presidential, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? He and Dennis Rodman are going to negotiate <laughs> well, the balloon. <laughs> there is a bipartisan effort. You know, John... I thought you meant to take down the balloon. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, no. I like I mean, that. Now I'm getting it. I'm a little okay. slow. <laughs> we, um, we had this thing cited over Montana, and John Tester, who chairs the, uh, the panel that controls the Pentagon budget, said, look, this provocation is completely unacceptable. I'm in mm-hmm. close contact with the Department of Defense and intelligence officials. Uh, we are still waiting for real answers on how this happened and what, the step, what steps, rather, the administration took to protect our country, and I will hold everyone accountable until I get them. I guess it's one thing that it's floating over the country, but then why wasn't it taken care of before it got over the country is another question, too, isn't it? Well, if I took a drone... And I started flying a drone... be shot down right away. I mean, yeah. So that's, I mean... We know what it is. This is embarrassing. When we sit here and just think about it right now, this is embarrassing the United States. (laughs) Doing nothing. Well, yeah. I think That's the message. But I don't... I'm so confused by it that I don't know what to think because maybe there's there's a certain part of me that wants to trust the government in situations like this. And that's yeah, exactly. That's all been blown up in the last couple of years. So it does make you kind of nervous, right? Now we got legal weed in Missouri today. Maybe that's why it's making its way to Missouri. You don't know that that Could scenario be. hasn't been thrown out there. It's gonna no. try to pluck pluck way the, to uh, think. the THC 
Yes, right. <laughs> Autumn, Missouri. Well, we'll keep you posted on that. I, I don't know really what to make of it. But didn't, let's talk didn't, about. Didn't Trump once say we should like nuke a hurricane? Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, so. When people it's are always back things, to Trump. When, so, yeah. when, when, when we don't people, need to go there. I, I'm only going there because it's like, well, Vice President Pence says this would have never happened in my institution as if that was like some paragon of competence. So I just didn't want to let that totally pass. Right. I, I, that's a fair way. We don't need to use nuclear war on it. Well, it's always easy for an old coach to opine on the current team. That's what the, well, a lot all of old politicians coaches refuse do, to do he's it. He's right. And, and they have a little well, more that's, class. Well, that's why I only take a wait and see approach because maybe we're going to find out at some point there was really not a good reason to shoot it down because of something that would be, you know, blown across. Because it's a weather uh, balloon. I, I don't well, know. Well, if it's truly floating towards St. Louis, it's taking its life into its own hands. So. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. So, somebody said, I already had some of those lines here. Thank you, Jeff, for bringing that up. You kind of, you know, did a preemptive strike. Somebody said, what is it, coming here to get carjacked, essentially? Right. But right? it will never be charged in that case. Oh! So. Nice. Wow. That's a solid point. And it, yeah. Ta-da. I mean, that's a legit, <laughs> okay. that's a legit we concern. We kid, we kid. Things are on the upswing for the city. Have you guys seen the numbers for the foundry and, you know, people are coming back in? We got some really good, some, some good momentum and uh, on let's, the eco side. Before we get to all that, let's talk about corrupt public officials because there's plenty of that to talk about today. This is an amazing update to a story, I suppose. And Jane, there is a couple of things. So I was all prepared because something broke last night on uh, KSDK with Christine Byers, former Post Dispatch reporter, talking about this incident with Brandon Bosley, who's an alderman in the city of St. Louis, long storied family, obviously, in, mm-hmm. in the city of St. Louis. And the uh, the claim on December 22nd, when he claimed, he went on Facebook, he did a video. Mm-hmm. He said that he was carjacked, and he actually mm-hmm. starts this video and said, this is the problem with St. Louis. And he talked about crime mm-hmm. and how somebody tried Jesus to carjack woman. him. Mm-hmm. He's, and then you, you circle on, if you watch the video, there's a woman that's lying in the middle of the street. It's snowing, and he starts yelling at her, hey, do you have a gun? He's got a gun. You can see in the video that he mm-hmm. has a gun. So the story is he was attempted to be carjacked. This woman's arrested, put in jail for seven for days. For a week, right. yes. So now we think, and we don't see the, the surveillance video, but the headline on the Channel 5 story is that the video shows that he made this up and that he hit her and with his automobile with his car perhaps because he was intoxicated or something like that and then he circles back creates this video for everyone to see to cover his ass that's Um, the allegation and and what i know is the police have applied for charges um on alderman bosley for the hit hitting of a woman and then filing a false report and um because you know she was charged and then just like mysteriously after a week, the woman, they let her out of jail and then they, they dismissed the charges. So I, you know, they're, they, they're relying on evidence to do that. Right. And then, but then Kim, so after the police applied, Kim Gardner said, well, I don't know. There, It's on my, my understanding is that when they applied for charges, there is a video that shows him hitting her. So it's not like you're even taking the word of a police officer, which well, he doesn't like to do. That's no. the thing. The headline even indicates that that exists. They just didn't show the video. Right. And so, but then she said she didn't have enough evidence to charge the alderman because it was on video. So, I mean, that makes zero sense. And, you know, he's carried a lot of her bills. He carried her pay bill for the budget year this year. And I'm like, guys, come on. Then you got to send okay. it out to a special. Now, but that might seem like a minor story compared to then what happens today. So one of the first things I did this morning is I checked the post because I noticed, remember I sent you a message. I'm like, the post isn't covering this Brandon Bosley thing. Correct. My friend Sue sent me a story this after this morning that was interesting. I had missed. Thank you, Sue Thomas. Mm-hmm. Because the post 
and, and this is clearly something they had been working on for a while. You don't put a story out like this and you wrote it in two hours with the headline, Records Point to Lacey Clay and Brandon Bosley in St. Louis Corruption Scandal. And this has to do with some of the same things that happened with the uh, former aldermen, including members of our Reardon Roundtable panel, President Louis Reed, Alderman uh, Jeffrey Boyd, and John Collins Muhammad that went to federal prison after a, a bribery scandal that took him down last spring. So now, Jan, I don't even know if there's an easy way to explain this because the same guy that was wired up on all this tried to give a bribe to someone who is described in some of the documents as public official one. They're not too shy in the post-dispatches saying public official one is former Congressman Lacey Clay. Yes. I mean, look, that the, the indictment has been floating around for a while, and I'm sure people speculated as to who they were referring to. Um, but uh, the Post relies on, I guess, additional information that was released recently. To as indi- part of a search warrant yes. request. Yes, yeah. That um, that public official one is Lacey Clay and that um, also somehow Brandon Bosley has gotten um, um, in this, uh, I guess, net because he did vote and for this Almato Mohammed for whatever he wanted. Yeah, when you connect the dots and you're trying to figure out who the person might be, what they did is connect the dots to legislation that was ushered through with the timing of all these things Correct. that they were alleged. Where, but Alderman Bosley says that he did not accept any bribes and he was supporting a business in his ward and that's what he was doing. And the story does not say that he took money. And I believe it, it says that he directed he, a $2,000, according to yeah. the allegations, that he said... Go pay my associate two thousand dollars, and then five days later. Oh, I thought that was public official number one. Okay, then no. I had it confused. Um, and then okay. five days later, the abatement was was right. Approved. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's suspicious timing to say the and, least. And then you know they didn't. They got a quote from him, which you know I never really understand why some of these people talk uh, because like any good lawyer will tell you like the first thing you do is shut the fuck up, yeah. right, right. And, and don't say a word. But he U.S. Attorney watching. I, yeah, yeah. You know he said. Uh, and I quote, they don't have no video offering me cash, but if they do, they got a video of me saying, I don't want nothing from you. So um, maybe, I, you know, probably not the formulation that that it doesn't give me a ton of confidence. <laughs> well, if I right? were, if, if say, I were, yeah, I would say, no, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't talk. Yeah. I'm not an attorney, but, right. uh, but you but play one on TV, but, right. but I've been okay. on the other side of the feds and, and I would just right. shut your, but, shut your mouth. At but this but let, let me, let me kind of wind this in. This is not too complicated, but I want to make clear what people are, are alleging here in this piece in the post-dispatch. So the same guy that had the wire on that brought these other aldermen down. Yes. He gives an envelope with $10,000 to public official one, who's now alleged to be Lacey Clay. The person mm-hmm. accepts that envelope, drives away, comes back, though, right? Returns mm-hmm. to the source, says, no, um, you need to write two checks um, to my political action committee instead. $5,000 is the maximum amount to you know, a federal PAC. So the story says this. I'm going to pick it up here. Collins Muhammad then returned to Al Mutin. He's the guy that was wired up, explained the situation. He said, one, that the official believed too many people knew him in the store and that someone might have followed him. Collins Muhammad also told him to write the checks. Al Mutin resisted, saying he didn't want his name on anything, but Collins Muhammad said the request was a test. I know he takes cash for a fact, perhaps referring to Congressman Clay, but it's the first time he's dealing with you. So the guy agrees, the checks are made to another location, and they're supposed to be delivered. The place is, and this is where they think it happened, is that they met at a place called The Lounge. And The Lounge is a bar that's on Martin Luther King Drive. Then they get this guy, Daryl Piggy, involved here with quotes, former chief of staff to, to Clay and a treasurer of the pack. He's a lawyer in Clayton, and the search warrant describes a St. Louis attorney who remains close to the unnamed official. 
Collins Muhammad tells Almaten that an unnamed attorney is the official's right-hand man. So they call Piggy yesterday when they're getting close to writing this story, and he says, fortunately, whoever that guy was was smart enough and honest enough not to commit the crime. He was kind of in a different league than the people who are now in trouble, but he probably won't get commended for being that. He'll get blamed for something. It's just a no-win situation. It sounds to me like an attempt at entrapment that didn't work. They targeted this person, and he's not a criminal. Jeff, those are very interesting quotes from that guy, right? Um, as I tweeted, uh, those were probably the most absurd quotes I've ever heard from a lawyer talking to a reporter, and that's in a town that's home to Al Watkins. That's Knowing Al a little bit, I think that's a valid point. Yeah, so that is no mean feat. Um, you know, I think there's a couple things to kind of dissect here about that quote. Um, the, the first and most important one, I think, is that, um, so as you laid out the you know, apparent facts based on the original indictment. Right. Um, you know, he did not, he, they left with the, this public official, number one, left the scene with the $10,000 of cash and then returned and must have had second thoughts and kind of returned, took, you know, said, I don't want the cash, but here's where you should make the checks out to a, a, a political action committee uh, that the public official controlled. So I think first we should say, the Daryl Piggy is delineating between, well, he, you know, he, he didn't take the cash, but taking cash and putting it in your pocket, which is a crime, but taking federal political action committee contributions in exchange for promising any official action is also a crime. Right? But I so, think he did. He never cashed the checks. He did not, checks, they say, but he right. did not cash right. the checks, yeah. which is the, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, some people said, well, if they would have had him on a crime, then they would have charged him. And it may be that despite all the circumstantial evidence or despite all the smoke of John Collins Muhammad saying on tape, yeah, he takes cash, but this is the first time. And so he doesn't want to do it that way. And him just him accepting the cash and driving off with it in the first place. But if he if the fact that he gave it back and did not return the checks probably means that it's going to be hard to make an indictment stick. Look, remember, you got to get 12 jurors to all agree to something, right? And in the Eastern District of St. Louis, in the Eastern <laughs> District of Missouri, that means you're going to have probably a couple St. Louis people, maybe three or four St. Louis city people on a jury. Probably and that more. means mm -hmm. you're going to need to get, you know, probably Democrats uh, to say, uh, hey, look, like, I think this guy's guilty beyond a reasonable doubt when a couple of the facts would be very hard for the prosecution. Since I don't, he turned I don't, well, I think you're allowed to repudiate crimes like before you complete them. But, Chris, what, what's interesting here is that I mean, I mean, I'm I'm the, the Post feels very comfortable in describing all of these things. And the, the Bosley connection then comes in the fact that with um, John Collins Muhammad, he's encouraging the guy that's got the wire on to bribe another alderman through an intermediary. He says, bring the alderman's assistant for some sham consulting work. Pay them as much as $5,000. This stuff gets so dirty. Right. Later that day, they meet with an unidentified male Alderman. So who is that? Well, they think it's Brandon Bosley because five days after that, Bosley writes to support the uh, the tax abatement. But, you know, they feel like this is pretty no, the bold going out there and, and accusing yeah. a former congressman of these things yeah. without but indictment. That's that's because there's a bigger issue at play here. We, we, the people, have given too much power to get—this is nothing new. I mean, corruption in government since the beginning of the time, going back to the Egyptians and before that. But we've given too much power to government officials now, so well, that begets arrogance. The question we got to ask ourselves, well, what are these guys sitting in a room 
talking about petty deals for. We're, we, there's nothing wrong with supporting candidates. I support many candidates because I want them to go do good government, pass legislation that's good for the whole area to move forward both for, as a citizen and a business. These two are sitting here, whoever these two individuals are, talking small petty deals with a guy in a back room of a gas station. Who's under That's federal not what government does. We're supposed to tap people on the shoulder like we tapped Senator Smith on the shoulder when he was in office to do a certain civic duty to get legislation passed or to make sure laws are perfected and protected, period. We've given too much power to government. Therefore, men and women who are human become arrogant. It goes to their head. Here's what happens. Well, it, it's and it, it's hard for, again, when you see the details that are in this story, it's hard to believe that this isn't running a lot more rampant than it is. Hang on. we got two more segments to go. It's a Reared Roundtable for a Friday afternoon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Friday afternoon on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM talk. It's Mark Reardon. It's a Reardon roundtable. Jane Duker on the panel. Chris Goodson, former state senator Jeff Smith as well. Chris, you are um, for many years the uh, president of the Board of Police Commissioners. You obviously are very familiar with law enforcement. Let's talk about Memphis. A week ago, we were bracing for the release of this video that was, um, you know, disseminated at 6 o'clock right after I got off the air. It was terrible what we saw. These black cops, a black victim, still kind of confused as far as what made them get out of that car and wail on that guy. My position is something's missing from the equation. Nothing's missing that would alleviate the guilt, the potential guilt of the officers. I'm not saying that, but there does seem to be a component missing. But let's talk about the state of policing, because obviously this has been deemed, although it's with five black police officers, white supremacy and police training is at issue. I mean, there's a lot of things here. I don't think you can tag this onto one thing. I've heard lack of supervision, no sergeant out there, you know, being um, being in control. I don't know what the reason is that this happened, but now policing is once again under a microscope. Yeah. No, well, the the white supremacy thing is just silly. That's silly people taking advantage of the situation. So two things are positive and negative. One thing that's positive is the system works. So when there's bad officers, we have systems and protocols in place. If anybody can find a better one, write it down and get it out there. When I was police commissioner, we had officers who did bad things. And guess what? They went through a process. They were innocent until proven 
guilty. And if they were, they were terminated. The process works. It's so insulting for this younger generation to think that these processes aren't in place, that our grandfather, our great-grandfather, our great-aunt didn't think the same things when situations came up. So kudos to Memphis for acting appropriately and quickly and getting it going. Now, filling in the details, that'll all come with investigation. We want everything instantly in the society right now. We're going to have to figure out why. I saw the video. It doesn't make sense, you know, why these men went so crazy. But who knows? It could oh, well. be the second thing I'm going to say. We, this is just human nature. We have pushed back again. This is no excuse. We push back against police. Therefore, there's not a lot of people wanting to go into policing. So you're getting the standards lowered, and you may get people slipping in there. Other thing is you don't have the mentors anymore. So when a young buck comes on, I'll just use crude language, you want the veteran guy or gal cop, tell them that's not how you do things. Right, right. Calm it down. No supervision, right? And so you've seen movies from Platoon to you name it to Lord of the Flies. When there's no supervision and animals coalesce like this and do bad things, it just snowballs. That's what happened here. It's intolerable. These individuals are disgusting. But you can see how it happens when there's nobody stepping up and saying, wait a second, what the heck are you guys doing? Jane. Well, there, there has been some evidence out there that um, the guy who was beat up was sleeping with one of the wives. I, look, of I, the, I've heard rumors about I've heard not, it I've was not very got, personal. Right. Like, that but that's not, irrelevant. I don't know what it, it was. No, it doesn't I, matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, my I God, no. Your point. Yeah, like you're that. never allowed to do that. Okay. But you said why. I, I think yeah. there was something right. personal here. This this didn't look random. No, there was this something. looked yeah. emotional. And personal, yes, and that yes. so I'm not justifying yeah. it, no, and, no, and, and I'm grateful that the were, national no. FOP came out and said right. this has nothing to do right. with police work. This is reprehensible criminal behavior, and there's nobody that agrees with that. And you know, so it, it does get frustrating though that when somebody else does, when another cop in another city does something bad, then all everybody, all cops have to be retrained. I mean, we don't retrain yeah. doctors every time somebody commits malpractice. No. I mean, but that's the way it is. No, that's, and what, I, that's what drives me crazy. It's such BS. Remember, cops are citizens. We've asked them and tapped them on the shoulder to put a badge and a uniform on and have certain authorities. They're our citizens. They're our mm -hmm. cousin. They're our brother. They're our uncle down the street. And they don't, they, last time I checked, most citizens are good people. They don't want these things to happen. So we, we plan for it. We have protocols in place. When you do have crazy individuals, whatever their motive was, we have a way to rectify it. And we so, will rectify And the courts will rectify that with these individuals. They'll see if they're guilty. I would look at it right now. I'm saying yeah, they're guilty. Well, they're Criminal and civil. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, so Chris, you opened up and you made two points, and one of them I agree with, and one of them I don't really agree with. Uh, the first point you made was, you know, you said the system works. You know, here's an example. And so, if the system worked consistently, you know, we just wouldn't see examples of this. Thirty years ago was Rodney King, you know, and we've seen so many, you know, instances like this over the last few decades, in particular, as surveillance has gotten better and body mm -hmm. the advent of body cameras. I think it's hard to say that the system works when we know that, number one, you know, it's, it's happened so many times. But n number two, um, we also wonder how many times is this happening that we don't find out about? We know that there's a code in a lot of and this is not just I, uh, in policing, but in a lot of professions, sort of like a code where you don't tell on other people doing it. And we know from a lot of anecdotal evidence that 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 is the culture in a lot of departments. 
I think a lot of work has been done the last few years around professionalizing policing and, and improving internal affairs departments around the country. But I think it's hard to say that the system, you know, the system always works because it doesn't always work or you wouldn't have this many instances of it. So before First you of all, say, do you know how many bazillion encounters police have with humans? And and to say but, that this is somehow prevalent, it's not right. prevalent. But, it's prevalent because it's on video and people see it and it's horrendous. But to say that given all the, like, you know, connections that police have with human beings that, you know, this happens every other year or whenever, I, you know. Well, all right, but you well, had another it, point. What was your other point? Well, you well, agreed with him on something, well, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I want to hear this so, one. So it, 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 it has happened a lot. So we, we're not, it's, it's not, I'm not making it up to say that, that this kind of thing has happened a lot. It has. We've all seen it. We all deplore it. Nobody's defending that. And I appreciate mm-hmm. when the system does work. But I think it's folly to assume that the system has worked consistently or every time. I also agree. And let me just back up one little bit and say when I was in the Senate, I did ride alongs all the time. I did probably 30 ride alongs from the 10 p.m. to like 8 a.m. shift so I could understand what police go through every day. And I would not want to do that job for any amount of money. It was the most um, it was, you know, harrowing because what came over the wire may or may not resemble what's actually happening right. when you get to the mm-hmm. scene. So they have to make hair-trigger decisions. Right. I don't envy them. It's an incredibly difficult job. That does not justify behavior like what we saw in that mm-hmm. video. But or let me, let me the thing that I do that, agree though. with real quick is that the vilifying of police work by some elements on the left has done, I think, exactly what right. you said. And it's made it harder to recruit, in particular— from communities that we most need to recruit from right. to diversify. Now we're calling forces. black cops racist. Right. And so let me just clarify what I said when I said the system works. And I'll be real quick. Since 1972, Heather McDonald, you have on occasionally, Mark. She's, got, she was on she's great on doing the stats. Police shootings have dropped precipitously yes. on, on individuals since 1972. Precipitously. We're at one of the lowest points around. So mm-hmm. when I say the system works, if somebody's got a better idea and wants to perfect it, Come forward, please. Absolutely. But there's no better system, judicial system, than the United States of America that we have right now. Name another one if you think there is one. I don't know of anyone. Does it mean it's perfect? Does it mean it can't be perfected? No, of course I not. I mean, look at the it's, Missouri bar. But, but it's I mean, are we perfect to say, about, about regulating ourselves? Look, it's, Certainly it's, it's not. It's like what Churchill said about democracy. It's the worst form of government ever tried, except for anything else. It's better than anything. Right. What's, yeah. what's curious, though, and I think confusing about this one, Jeff, is that most of the cases that have come before us, certainly since what happened with Mike Brown, especially if we have them on video, there's an allegation of maybe a weapon being used. They reached for a gun. They had a gun. There's a knife. The car's being used as a weapon, something like that. Now, we've had a couple where the guy's running. I can't remember the case from North Carolina. The guy's just like running away from police, they shoot him in the back. Well, that one seemed to be a little bit more, you know, okay, <laughs> that 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 was not a proper use of force. But the other ones, I, I try to take these individually. What's confusing about this one is there is that missing component. There's no weapon that he's pulling. He's not a threat to these guys. He's exactly the opposite at some point. That's why it's so confusing. And you think to yourself, how in the world, and it was a this crime. is human nature, but how in the world can people think at this point that all of that can happen and it's not going to be caught on camera? Multiple cameras. Because guess what? It was caught right, on multiple right. cameras. But they just assume that it's not? 
And, and we're missing a key point. Men and women, I've sworn in a lot of men and women on this police commissioner. They go in, and Jane knows this, they go into to this field of profession to do good. I know that sounds naive and idealistic, but that's what they do. They go in to protect and job. serve the so, law. Yeah. Right. So when they see egregious things going on, whether it's in the department or out on the streets, they act. The men and women I've known, the police officer, if they see a bad police officer doing a bad thing, they'll be the first to say, you're bad, you're gone, period. By the way, we and I, I should have led with this, and I apologize. I do. I feel terrible. But we have two officers from St. Louis that are in the hospital right now after mm-hmm. shooting at Soulard last yes. night. And I don't know, Jane, if you know anything more about that or their conditions. But well, that's, I think one that's may have been one may have been released, well. but they were both, both released now. Okay, yeah. good. good. But they were shot in the torso. I mean, and this guy has had numerous run-ins with the law. He's done. He's been. He's been charged with you know uh, uh, hurting police. He's been charged. Had has gun crimes in his past and. You know, and he, his car was associated with a robbery, and they tried to get him, and he got out of his car and just started shooting. And you know, I mean, so yeah, I mean, but nobody's outraged. You, you know, you know, the mayor didn't, never didn't even say a word. Well, she did. I oh, checked. She did she, finally. She, she, well, because she was tweeting about the Alphabet Mafia last night and um, all the LGBTQIA elemental peace stuff, and then she hadn't really posted anything about the officers being shot. But she did eventually. I oh, did good. Check that she tweeted about table. it. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she didn't go to the hospital. It, yeah. And what was frustrating is they had. The FIU uh, going there to investigate the cops for their shooting before <laughs> they yeah, did anything with the criminal. That's always going to happen. Hang All tight. Right. One more segment to go. It's a Reardon Roundtable on a Friday. All right. Welcome back. It's a Reardon Roundtable on this Friday afternoon on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. Jane Duker is on the panel. Former State Senator Jeff Smith, Chris Goodson. Also, you know, we, we opened with the Chinese spy balloon, and I have to revisit that just because we're getting more images from around the area. I just looked during the break to see if I could see it, and I, I could not see it. But we've got a couple of people posting like it was within view from Illinois over the arch at some point. John Lamping sent me a shot from Augusta. The governor, Governor Mike Parson, tweeted a little while ago, we have received zero communication from the Biden administration regarding reports of the suspected Chinese spy balloon now flying over Missouri. We've also heard no explanation or plan to remove it. Why has this been allowed to reach our heartland? Why has it not been eliminated? I I think that's a pretty are, legitimate question. Yeah. Are we are we totally sure that it's not Eric Greitens uh, about to touch down <laughs> and announce a 2024 primary against Parson? You know, I think it could be. I know we're kind of laughing about this. And <laughs> no, everything, for president this time. But it's it, I, we want to joke about it, but isn't it kind of bizarre? It's weird. And it's, it's a little weird. unnerving. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would say so. You I know, mean, are they filming us? Are they making a new Google map? What What is going on? I'm Parsons. Send the National Guard. Shoot it down. Well, he did mention the National Guard, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Send Grinds. He can take care of it. <laughs> he can blow it up. <laughs> All right, Smith. Wouldn't that be a, a good campaign ad? Let's, Do not. Yeah, we shouldn't give it any ideas. Let, let's talk a little politics here. We had uh, more classified documents pretty much found in every former vice president or president's home in the last week. You have Hunt, did, Were you shocked, Smith, that Hunter said... That it was his laptop finally. Now we know it was his laptop. I mean, that was shocking to me and a lot of us because it was denied for so long. So you have that being a part of what's happening in Washington right now. You have uh, Trump doing a big, you know, event last week. DeSantis scores a big victory with the college board. Nikki Haley's going to get in the presidential race apparently on February 15th. So where are we with national politics right now? Kamala is getting thrown under the bus by Elizabeth Warren. All these things are kind of happening at once, aren't they? There's a lot going on. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, deja vu towards 2016 on the Republican side. 
you know, when you saw the field splinter so much outside of Trump, making it impossible for the Republican kind of establishment to coalesce around one candidate. Trump in all those primaries in 2016, as you recall, he'd get 35 percent, 38 percent, 40 percent. And he had a ceiling. But as long as Cruz and Rubio and Kasich and so many others were splitting up that 60 percent, Trump kept getting a little bit more and a little bit more in those winner take all primaries. It looked for a while like DeSantis was going to be strong enough to coalesce the anti-Trump a segment of the Republican Party around him and that in the wake of the 2022 elections, Republicans had come to their senses and realized that this guy, although he beat the most unpopular, uh, probably most unlikable presidential candidate in modern history in Hillary Clinton, it was a close tie between them, uh, in 2016, he cost our party the House in 2018, cost our party the White House in 2020, cost our party the Senate uh, in 2022, and they were about to throw him overboard And it looked like people were migrating towards DeSantis, but DeSantis has had sort of a uh, weak launch, I would say. Um, Where is that interpretation? There is no weak launch from DeSantis. In fact, I think he scored a real major victory this week in the situation in Florida, and I think he's doing just fine. Now, the national polling still shows Trump gets support. If you break this down versus the state, look, I'm wrong about politics all the time, but you really think that there's some resurgence here with the president in this presidential race? He barely had a crowd last week. The crowd didn't react to him the way that they have. He's got an issue with the mRNA vaccines with the base right now. So the people that have stuck with him are peeling off for different reasons. I'm not saying that there's a resurgence to Trump, and it's certainly the last thing that I'd want to see. What I am saying is that when it looked a couple months ago like DeSantis might be able to consolidate all of the anti-Trump part of the Republican field, that hasn't been what's happened because you're seeing Pompeo, you're seeing Nikki Haley, you're seeing Vice President Pence, you're seeing six or seven other prominent Republicans. People are not being scared off. They're they're not being being scared scared off. off. You're right. And so the problem for DeSantis is that (sighs) Trump's base is so solid. I was driving around and. Uh, rural Missouri this last week, and I'm seeing that on the farmhouses, on the barns. That but they've been tw- there for six they, years. They have been there for no, six no, years. Trump, no, 2024. I'm seeing the Trump 2024. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. All over okay, the but I, I would offer you a different version of that because in in you know where I hunt, for example, in Howard County, where my friend has Donald J. Trump Boulevard. After yeah. Trump was elected, he's got signs up. He's got one of the deer stands. We literally he named it Trump Tower. He's got a sign, right? You, you these are people who could not have been more loyal to Trump for the years, they've moved on. Yeah. They, they're yeah. saying, look, it's time to move to DeSantis. So I think that... But I Nikki Haley, don't you think that's a little interesting? I mean, one, she worked for Trump, so that's kind of an interesting dynamic. So she's, right. I mean, I, it's going to be hard for her to not to be, you know, never Trumper because she was one. Um, but she was not scared off. And the whole female factor is interesting. I mean, I, I agree with Jeff. It's a little weird that so many Republicans are sniffing around. That's a good to see. This is a foreign concept to you two, my beloved Democrats over here. Primaries are good things. It's a choice. We don't just ordain the candidate and say, here's what you people have. I, there's I, multiple candidates. And look, I, Trump, I still think there's a good shot. Democrats are going to have a wide open primary. And that's a good Absolutely. thing. Primaries are a good thing. Trump is obviously wants all the different candidates in there. He can steal the vote. His magic in the bottle's gone. He was one time had that magic. He's like a, a faded rock star. No one wants to bring, you know, the rock star back up onto the stage once he's had it. So your friends out in rural Missouri, even though they may still believe the things Trump believes, the magic's gone. It's and they'll over. still vote Republican. And the second thing is the women vote is not coming out for Trump. And women vote more than men. It isn't happening. So he's done. So DeSantis, Haley, good de- those will be good debates. And there will be more people that will drop in, too. But you want, you want diversity. 
I'm fine. I, I understand your point, though, with, with the crowded field. And I, I don't yeah. really understand some of the names, like Pence in particular, how he doesn't see the writing on the yeah. wall, where he thinks his lane is yeah, in no a presidential primary. There's no lane. There's no lane. Yeah. yeah, and I think, like, right now, a lot of Republican primary politics is, is really driven by owning the libs, you know, just just hating the, the people that you're supposed to hate and being hated by those people, too. And you need to project a certain amount of just sort of strength and not giving a you-know-what. And Pence doesn't not only doesn't project that, but there is something just so beta about being like, yeah, I other than the little technicality of him wanting to hang me, I think Trump was a great president. Like that is so beta. I mean, it's I, rough. He, he does. Yeah. Pence doesn't inspire anybody. He seems like a nice man and he's very intelligent, but there's no inspiration there. None. DeSantis has the inspiration as and he has the governor experience, the executive experience. He is going to have to do the rah-rah and fire people up. That's what you do in politics. Otherwise, if you you know if you're and boring, he's going to have to become more likable than a tree stump. Who? I mean, like Who? the guy DeSantis. DeSantis. He's like, like how is he not likable? So even his close allies said that they were shocked, and pleasantly so, last month when he had a big donor uh, deal down in Florida. They said for the first time ever, he actually went to the tables to talk to his donors. So these are no, look, he, he's making a valid okay. point on this. There, oh. there is an issue. And I think the criticism of DeSantis and it's early. And by the way, he's untested nationally. So you don't know what's going to happen, which is probably a long why these other candidates time are in politics. He won a big state, though. He won one of the most five popular states. Oh, look, I'm on I'm yeah. on team DeSantis. Right. But Jeff Jeff's point is valid from the standpoint that there's you talk about women voters and in order to win the White House, you're going to have to be right. more the word that comes to mind is empathy, empathy, right? You need Mm -hmm. to be more empathetic. I think he's capable of doing that. I think he's being coached and and he's doing this for the right reasons. And I think the the battles that he's picking are going to serve him well in the long run. But when it comes to a national election, if he does clear the primaries, there's no doubt that some of that's going to have to happen. So if we're talking likability and persona, that's a big thing in politicians. Let's say he's up against Biden. Is Biden likable? Is Biden inspiring? Well, they thought he was. That's he was a, well, but that's assuming he's that not inspiring. he's got to get through a primary first. I mean, and I think there's a lot of time between now and then. And, you know, I, uh, I mean, I was one of those people that said Trump couldn't get elected. And look what happened. I mean, so you just, you know, you I don't think know. it's going to be more fun talking about your side, trying to wiggle their way out of this. Because, honestly, God, we've been talking about this now for two 80 years. years old. He will be closer. 80. Yeah. I think we need a new generation in both parties. I Amen. do, too. You Leadership know, on down. Yeah. And I, I think actually majority of Democrats in early state polling are suggesting that they're ready, you know, for something different. I think if the, the so, docu- what does that mean, though? Does that mean like a Democrat emerges that isn't Gavin Newsom or J.B. Pritzker or something? Yeah, I don't think maybe? Gavin Newsom's going. I think that no, would be a disastrous be move if you look at the dynamics. I know of I'm it. rooting for uh, that. That's why I'm rooting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? That's... You, you could be a Newsom impersonator with that <laughs> yeah. hair mark. Oh, um, come on! I know that you guys are just listening on the radio, but you should see his oh, hair today. The product. But, anyway, but, but um, the product. Who, who, who do you have besides Biden? Then? We who's... got we got Gretchen Whitmer, who's done the same thing. They got Pocahontas. Are you kidding me? You talked about taking a slow state in the way that DeSantis. Are we talking me. about likability? <laughs> I, I, we I gotta think go. people think Whitmer's great. Pete Buttigieg. Oh, please we, give me Gretchen Whitmer, um, too. That would be a Raphael Warnock. I love Ralph everybody. Ralph Warnock in Georgia. Everybody we got a great name. bench. Stacey Abrams. Come on, Jeff. Throw her in the mix. Have oh, a great weekend. God. Don't get indicted if you're a public official. Goodson, good to see you. Jane's going to hang good out. Hang in there. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 